Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hello, um, welcome to another um, scriptural study that is um, pertaining to um, this week is going to pertain to Judah. There's so many things going on with Judah. I feel like um, Judah needs messages. And remember I said, everything is contingent or the children of Israel. So um, because Judah, which is the fourth son of Israel has been scattered among the four corners of the globe I am talking to whoever is in Judah. Remember Judah, everything, excuse me, everything is contingent on Israel and Judah scattered and Judah must hear this message in order to get themselves right. Now there were um, previous lessons that I said that um, I'm gonna dig in Judah's behind. Yeah, so um, there are prophecies that pertain to Judah. There are messages that pertain to Judah. There are um, watchmen in the scriptures that are chosen by God to get into Judah's behind. Now, I don't know where I fall under that category, but since I have been discussing and lecturing in regards to the Bible um, and, and you know, connecting the scriptures with this day and age, and it's not only the Bible, like I said, there's hundreds of books. And if you don't, you know, a lot of times we don't know because of the powers that be put the books together and they were never given the books, which is the history of Israel. They were never given the books because they, they're not a part of Israel. However, due to the curses, because of insubordination, um, the books and the histories and everything else was taken from Israel. So the Gentiles slash heathens put the books together and hid the rest of the books. And in their minds, they believe they know which books was from Yah. However, Yah already did all this stuff before the foundation of the world. So he's sending his Ruach into the children of Israel because he said he's going to pour his spirit out. That is a prophecy. And he also sent word from Enoch in his book that his children are going to get the message. So how they're going to get the message is a science within itself. Remember, I talked about science. So it's, it's you know, uh, I'll just give a loose translation. Um, one definition of science is how a mechanism works. So how is the word going to get out? By the people that the Ruach is dealing with. That's how the message is going to get out. Um, previously, it was um, the children of Israel that got 
um, messages directly from them. Then they didn't want the messages. They wanted a king and the king had the prophet and the prophet heard directly from Yah. And then the children of Israel didn't want to hear from the prophet a lot of times and they killed the prophets. Then there were the uh, apostles. So Yahusha, which is John the flesh, sent the apostles out and they um, they sent the word. And then those um, people that were listening to the prophets, I mean, excuse me, the apostles, they sent out the word. And then, you know, when Yahusha was sacrificed and then he was glorified, he sent the Ruach down. So the Ruach could be everywhere at the same time. And in these last days, which we are living in the last days, he is, Yah is pulling out his spirit. The Ruach is connecting with those who um, were chosen before the foundation of the world. And they are sending messages to Israel. And a part of Israel is Judah that was scattered. Now, that's just a synopsis of why I'm giving this message. Now, Judah's doing a whole bunch of stuff. And we understand that. So I'm just talking to Judah today. But whoever gets this message, it is not a coincidence. You needed to hear this message. Um, Gentile, um, Israel, whoever needed to hear this message. Because like I said, everything is contingent on Israel. And a part of Israel is Judah. So Judah's acting up all over. So in the United States, since we're in the United States, and even if you hear it abroad, Judah has been scattered among the four corners. And I'm going to prove to you they've been scattered because what I'm reading today gives you a full description on who Judah is. So this is gonna be a two-part series. It's gonna be pretty long. So I'm gonna need you to put your thinking caps on and I'm gonna need you to pay attention because I'm going to read um, this is a lot of scriptures, a lot, a lot, a lot. And this is why this is probably going to be a long two part, because within these scriptures, I'm going to read um, one of the patriarchs, which is Judah, because there's a book of the 12 patriarchs. It was actually, you know, different letters that was put into a book. So I'm going to read that. And then I'm going to read from the Bible, Deuteronomy 28, but I'm going to read specific scriptures that's going to describe exactly who Judah is. So you will have no mistake of who Judah is. And then I'm going to go to Leviticus 26, and I'm going to read that to you, and you'll know who Judah is. Um, and lastly, I am going to um, read a couple of other scriptures that have to do with it. Um, the, um, yeah, like Ecclesiasticus, etc. So like I said, it's going to be two two parts and it's really long. So in this part, I will probably just read um, Isaiah, which is a major prophet three, giving you information on who um, Yasharel is and what to concentrate on Judah. And then I'm gonna read Deuteronomy and they're both long. So that's one part. And I probably will um, just do part of Deuteronomy because it's long, but we'll see. Like I said, I'm just concentrating on the parts that um, give you information on who Yasharel is, the whole Yasharel, and with a concentration on Judah, because Judah was scattered. Not, yet, um, not the whole Israel, just Judah. 
was scattered. Okay, so the the uh, topic of this lesson is Yahuda, what's going on with you? That's what it is. Judah, what's going on with you? Now, remember, I already said there was no J's 500 years ago, and there was no J's in the ancient Hebrew text. So upon um, transcription, they started with the J's. Um, yeah, like, yeah, they started with the J's. And prior to 500 years ago, there was no J. So they actually still used those biblical names. If you ever get your hands on a King James 1611 Bible, it is much different than the Bibles today. And the more they become transcribed, the more the words change. And I also said, and it's the truth, and you can do a little bit of homework yourself, is there are certain words in certain languages that do not, um, that cannot be translated in the, in, in the English lesson, uh, excuse me. There's certain words that um, English, the English like England and United States and whoever speaks an English language, there are different languages that there's no word in English if they try to transcribe it. So if people say, oh, the Bible's been tampered with, yes, it has, but the overall message is there. It has. The Bible can also be used in any way simply because the devil is messing with it. Now, I already told you the whole world is full. Now, we will be doing that lesson too, but we won't be doing that on the Sabbath. We'll just be doing that um, as daily lessons, simply because we're going to be going through the Bible, and I need all my Saturdays for that. So during the week, I'm going to be um, uploading various lessons, and we'll be discussing a whole bunch of things that pertain to everyday um, life, okay? So this is Judah, what's going on? I will be um, interchangeably using them. You already know that the name was not Judah, it was Yahuda, and um, I'll be interchangeably, but you know exactly what I'm saying, okay? Since I'm speaking English and the Bible's in English, Judah, Yehuda, okay? The name is Yehuda, but I'll just say Judah. Okay, I'm delivering this message about Yehuda as we are trying to get an understanding as to why Yehuda is are doing, yeah, the line of Yehuda is doing the things that they're doing to one another today um, outside of what they're doing to other people, their interactions with other people, their interactions amongst one another, the men and women um, within the uh, line of Judah, what they're doing to it, um, themselves and what they're doing um, to others and interacting with them. Okay, who is Yehuda? They are the ones that are sc scattered among the four corners of the earth. The scriptures say in Deuteronomy 4.27, um, and the Most High shall scatter you among the nations, and ye shall be left few in number among the heathen, whither the Most High shall lead you. Okay, so like I said, throughout those, throughout these scriptures, you will know who Yehuda is. In case you had any questions or any um, thoughts of who they might be, because they're not who the world believes they are. So this is coming straight from the uh, scriptures. This is not coming from me. I didn't make anything up. I'm going straight to the scriptures. Okay, so the um, 
the books that I am um, going into, like I said, I'm going into the 12 Patriarchs and I'm focusing on Yehuda. Um, there will be bridges from the Book of Jasper, the Book of Jubilees, the Secret Book of John, for Ezra, which is two Ezra's, and the Book of Enoch. Now, like I said, there are bridges. Now, there will be a scripture here and there from one of those books, possibly, not all, but um, a lot of bridges. Now, you may not have heard of some of those books that I just um, described, but like I said, Gentiles took the book. And why did they do that? Because when one nation conquers another, they get rid of everything from that nation that they conquered and indoctrinate them into their own um, histories and whatever else. So um, the thing that the, um, the heathen slash Gentiles um, didn't understand and probably couldn't understand is that they conquered the children of Israel and who are the children of Israel? They're Yah's children. So Yah's children are going to get their message no matter what. Okay. And what did I say as to how the, um, the children of Israel going to get their message? Through the prophets, prophetic word. The prophets left prophetic word through the apostles, those who were under the apostles, and Yah pouring out his um, spirit from the Ruach. That's how they get their message. I don't care what the heathens and the Gentiles do. They're not going to be able to stop this message because the most high, the creator of everything, the author and the finisher is the one who's um, handling all of this. He's behind everything. He's in control always. So they're going to always get their message no matter what. Now back to what I was saying. And I hope I'm not, you know, going too fast. I want you to understand and receive this message. And I want it to edify you, whoever hears it. Because we already went through um, a discussion of heathens, Gentiles, and Israel. We already know that the heathens are not going nowhere, so it really doesn't matter. The Gentiles will be this, the other flock of Yahusha. And Israel is the main flock. So we understand that, okay? And it also says whosoever in the scripture. So every day, we don't know who the wheat and the chaff, well, we know who the wheat are, but we don't know what the, who the chaff are. Every day that you have time to wake up and repent and turn from your wicked ways, and y'all's talking to everybody, is when you will have uh, more of a chance going to the next life. So that is what I say to everybody, because even Israel, a lot of them are not going, that's scriptural. So I hope that every message that I'm inspired to deliver edifies you and moves you towards choosing who you're going to be with. Choose ye, who, um, choose ye this day who you're going to be with. That's in the scriptures. And I hope that this message um, allows you to focus and understand what's happening in these scriptures without being religious. Okay. Why is Judah acting the way they're acting? Remember the scriptures say that Adam gave his power away. When he gave his power away, sin came into the world. Okay. And um, there is a scripture that states that the, the seed of evil started in the beginning and continued to grow into men's hearts as time went on and that's for Ezra and for Ezra slash two Ezra's four and 30 says 
for the grain of evil seed has been sown in the heart of Adam from the beginning. And how much ungodliness has it brought up until this time? And how much shall it bring forth until the time of threshing come? What is the time of threshing? Now in the New Testament, Yahushua says a, a parable about the wheat and the tares. There are previous lessons in regard to wheat and tares in the lessons that I did, Gentiles, heathens, and Yasharel. If you don't know who the wheat and tares are, I suggest that you go to the scriptures and read it, which is in Matthew 13, 24 through 30, which I'm going to read, or go to um, the lesson that I gave with Hebrews, Gentiles, and um, heathens, and you'll understand, but I'm going to read it. It says in um, Genesis, well, this is how you could tell the wheat from the chairs. There's two uh, parts in the scriptures that you, you can understand who they are. Okay. Genesis 3, 13 through 16 says, and the most high said to the woman, this is when Adam and Eve gave their power away. So listen to uh, the curse. And the most high Yah said unto the woman, who's Eve, what is that that you've done? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled me and I did eat, which she um, partake, partook in um, the fruit, quote unquote, of knowledge. And the most high said to the serpent, which was uh, possessed by the devil, it was the spirit of the devil into the serpent. Okay, because you have done this, you are cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shall thou go and the dust shall you eat all the days of your life. That's the curse of the serpent. And I will put enmity between you and the woman. Enmity is hatred. And between your seed, devil, and her seed, Eve seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shall bruise his heel. Okay? So the devil's seed is going to, I mean, excuse me, um, Eve's seed is going to bruise the devil's head, and the, um, the devil's seed is going to bruise um, Eve's seed's heel. Unto the woman, he said, Yah said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow. This is when, this is why women, women are not accounted as, um, I would say, worthy for lack of better terms, simply because of the curse of Eve. And we'll, we'll go into that, men and women, why things are the way they are later, not now. But th that's very important. So I need to be able to explain why women are the way they are and why men are the way they are and why they're treated the way they are today. And I will be discussing that in later um, sessions, but right now, this is not it. I don't wanna sway off the topic. So unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. So um, y'all's gonna multiply her sorrow and her conception. Okay, so um, 
multiply the conception and the sorrow um, and you shall bring forth children and thy desire shall be thy husband and he shall rule over thee. Like I said, the men rule over the women to this day. That is a part of the curse. Okay, because you got to think, okay, how, how did I become his partner in the beginning, his helpmate, and now he's ruling over me because it was a curse. Okay, and like I said, we're going to discuss that later. Okay, Matthew 13, 24 through 30 is the wheat and the tears. This is the parable from Yahusha. Now, you know, from Genesis 3, 13 through 16, that there's evil in the world. I already read from 2 Ezra slash 4 Ezra 4 and 30 that an evil seed was planted when Adam gave his power away, okay? So even though all of this stuff happened between Adam giving his power away to now, the seed was planted when Adam gave his power away, okay? And from his descendants, evil grew. And how we know that evil grew, because Yah says in the scriptures every day, and this is in Ezra, every day that the day becomes another day, evil is taken over. This is why he shortens the days. Because if he didn't shorten the days, and this is in the Bible, then everybody would be evil. Do you understand? Okay. All right. Now, Matthew 13, 24 through 30, which is the wheat and the tears, says, Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seeds in the field. But while men slept, not paying attention or distracted, we use metaphors and similes. Okay. While men slept, his enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat and went his way. Now, as I said before, Yahusha spoke in metaphors and similes. Now, way back then, they said he spoke in a parable. Now, that's their terms. Now, we fast forward 2021. You know who Yahushua's people are from the way that he was acting. Remember, in Ecclesiastes, um, there's nothing new under the sun. What was said before is said again. Now, you know his children by the way that they speak. Okay, Yahushua spoke in metaphors and similes. Now, they did not say that back then, but I am telling you he did because he was always speaking to his people in a way that nobody else understood. Now, can you think of another group of people that do that, that don't have their own language, but they speak in their own metaphors and similes? Okay, that's another clue as to know who Yahuda is. Okay, so he did speak in metaphor and similes, and there's other people that speak that way too. Okay, so when he was speaking his metaphor or simile about the wheat and the tares, about those who's going with him and those who are not. Okay, he says, his enemy came and sold the tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth, fruit then appeared the tares also so the servants said unto the householder excuse me so the servants of the householder came and said unto him sir 
Did not thou sow good seed in this field? Didn't you sow only wheat in this field? From whence, where the tears come? Now, let me stop that for a minute. Anybody who raised the garden understands, and I already said this in previous lessons, anybody who raise, raises a garden or has a plant outside or whatever, if you're using dirt, a lot of times when you're planting the plant that you want or you planting the food that you want, I don't care what it is because I am somebody who, um, who has a garden too. Every time I plant my garden and I have the choice soil, the choice food, the choice um, fertilizer, everything. I put everything there so I can have a harvest when, um, when I'm planting my garden so I can have a harvest after the, you know, the plants are grown. So that's my aspiration to have a good harvest. So I try to make sure everything is done properly. No matter what I do, there's always a weed that grows. How do weeds grow? Well, the, um, the soil has to be a balanced soil in order for something to grow. It could be anything. So when the, when the weed is small, along with what, you're, what you planted, when it's small, you really don't know which is which. So you have to allow everything to grow up a certain age until you um, can distinguish what is what you planted and what is the weed. So this metaphor is just that. Um, the metaphor is um, speaking in regards to what you planted and what grew up anyway, depending on the soil, because the soil is balanced for anything to grow there. So that's what he's talking about, but he's actually discussing who his children are and who they're not. Now, remember, Yahusha says, you know the tree by the fruit that it bears. So if we and chaff is growing together, you really don't know which is which until it's fully aged and it's bearing fruit. So that's basically what he's saying, okay? By your actions, that's how you're gonna get what you get. Whether you go with him to the next life or you're gonna be destroyed. That's the point, but let me continue reading. Okay, and he said unto them, an enemy has done this. The servant said unto him, Will thou then that we go and gather them up? So they're saying, because I know this, uh, this old English is horrible. So he's basically saying um, to the um, person who planted the seed, do you want us to gather all of this stuff up? Because, you know, this is not what you planted and it's all wrong now. We got to fix everything. But the, um, the householder said to him, no, <clears throat> let's wait to gather up all the tears and root up everything with them. When it gets older, we're going to take care of everything. We're going to sort everything out. Let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather ye together first the tears and bind them into bundles and burn them. Okay but gather the wheat into my barn. So what is Yahusha basically saying? There's, people don't know who is going where. So we as human beings, we don't know who's going where. 
you'll know, um, you'll be able to distinguish people. You'll be able to distinguish heathens. You'll be able to distinguish Gentiles and you'll be able to distinguish um, Israel. Those people who are not of Israel are not going to be able to distinguish Israel because they too much into tradition and religion, which it doesn't matter because Yah knows who Israel is. But um, those people of Israel will know who the, uh, the heathens are and they will know a Gentile, but they don't know who's going, who is actually in the second flock. They won't know that. Only Yah knows that and Yahusha. And he just gave it to you in the parable. So like I said, the seed of evil was planted into um, Adam and it grew, grew, grew until the time of threshing, which is when the wheat and tears get separated. That's the point. I hope you're still with me. Okay. Also, um, remember, we talk about Yehuda. Yehuda has a history of being unfaithful. The whole Israel does. This is why Israel's in the position they're in. Um, they, ha they have a history of being unfaithful to their counterparts, one another, as well as not listening to the Most High, starting with the men of Yehuda. Okay? And the patriarch himself has given Yehuda a message that's important that they need to heed, which they are not heeding. And I'm going to read that. Okay. Where did the malice and discord come from towards one another within the nation? Remember, there are blessings and curses. If you are insubordinate, you will not get the blessings, but you will get great, excuse me, but you will get cursing. At this time, there were no laws or the Ten Commandments. However, there were always commands, statutes, and precepts because everything Yah says is a command, a statute, or a precept along with his laws. So remember that. Everything Yah says is a command, a statute, or a precept. Okay, along with his laws. Also, Yahuda's actions dictate, um, do as I say and not as I do. You know, a lot of times, Yahuda, the men of Yahuda are very bossy. They are. It doesn't mean that they're not loved by their counterparts. They are. It's just that they can't get it together. Neither counterpart can get it together. This is why the whole world is the way it is especially the, with the focus on um, Yehuda that's scattered um, in the four corners of the world. Okay. Um, they always saying, um, do as I say, not as I do. And they always point fingers at others and not acknowledge their own dirt. You can see this by how they treat one another within the nation. And you can, if you really think about who Yehuda is in terms of Israel and connect the dots, with the scriptures, not making up stuff, with the scriptures, you will know who Yehuda is. And if you find out who Yehuda is, then you'll know who the rest of his brothers are, along with his father and the rest of the Israel. Okay. Now, um, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you some information in regards to why um Yehuda has malice and discord. 
um, from one another. Now, this is what Yah says in Hosea. Hosea 4 and 6. My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. They, they are simply acting like they don't know any better. I'm saying this, but they're destroyed for lack of knowledge. But um, Yahudah is acting like they don't know any better. Also, in today's times, everybody is distracted. They are distracted because it says in the scriptures that the whole world, the devil fooled the whole world. How is the devil fooling the whole world? In every way possible. Like I said, in every way possible. And I have a, I have a lesson on that and I will be teaching that. But I'm, I'm talking about this right now. And why, why is everybody fooled? Because they're distracted. That's why they fooled. Because you fooled in every way possible, like I said. And the most pressing way you are is from tradition and religion. Okay, I'm going to say it again. Tradition and religion. That's what Yahusha said. You're, um, you are fooled by that. Okay. Um, okay. Revelation um, 12 and 9 says that the devil's going to fool the whole world. Revelation 12 and 9, that's what it says. And how is he fooling the whole world? In every way possible with a concentration on tradition and religion. Now, like I said, I have a lesson prepared to discuss that. How the whole world is fooled and what methods. I have a lesson prepared and I can't wait to deliver it. But um, I'm, I'm first things first. I'm delivering this message to Yehuda. Okay, Jeremiah 4 and 22 says um, that my people are stupid. They're sottish. This is what y'all saying. Jeremiah is a prophet, a major prophet. They're stupid. My children are stupid. Okay, they stiff neck. They don't listen. Yah is saying this. Okay, 1 John 4, 4 through 6 says, Ye are of Yah, little children, and have overcome the world. Because greater is he that is in the world than he, excuse me, greater is he that is in you than he who is in the world. They are of the world, therefore they speak of the world, and the world hears them. We are of the most high. He that knows Yah hears us. He that is not in Yah does not hear us, thereby know we, the spirit of truth, which is the Ruah, and the spirit of error, which is the devil. The spirit of error is the devil. Now, if you have this spirit of error in you, you cannot hear the Ruach. And that is the one who teaches. Now, who said this? First John 4, 4 through 6. Who is John? Yachanan, who is he? Yahusha's brother in the flesh, okay? He is the one that Yahusha loved. That's what it says. The one that he loved, that's his brother. So Yahusha gave him a prophecy, which is Revelation, and gave him some other books too. But first John, that's what he's saying. You need to distinguish between the spirit of Yah and the spirit of error. Now, what did I tell you about the spirits here? I already went through the spirits. I think I did two or three lessons 
in regards to the spirits. And you need to look those up to understand what these spirits are. There are so many spirits. There are so, 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 so many spirits here on earth. And Yah is describing them to Yachanine, which is John, in 1 John 4, 4 through 6. He said there is a spirit of error. He also said that the devil walks around like a lion seeing who he may devour, okay? There's devils, spirits, evil, wickedness in high places and low places. There's spirits that's doomed here on the earth, that's torturing people. This has never gone away from biblical times. It never went away, never. They never went anywhere and they will not be going anywhere until Yah's judgment. And Yah says that himself in Re Revelation. He's going to get rid of all these things in judgment time. So if he didn't get rid of them yet, where are they? Everywhere. Okay? So, like I said, we'll be doing a lesson on that in depth. But we're not doing that now. I don't want to sway away from my topic. Okay. So, we understand why there is malice and discord um, coming from uh, Yahuda in terms of one another. I already read the scriptures. Why? We already understand why Yahuda is acting the way they are. There's a seed of evil that was developed in everybody from Adam. So we understand that. Okay. Now the next thing is, why is it so much contention between the men and women of Yahuda? Now I asked first, why is this discord from Yahuda to everybody? Now I'm concentrating on the men and the women. And I'm going to tell you this. First, I'm just going to say from my own mouth, and then I'm going to read the scriptures. There is a history of contention between the men and women of Yehuda. Simply because of the sins of Adam and Eve, we already know that. And then the men. The history, the biblical history of the men of Yahuda, they have always gone to the stranger. They have always gone to the alien. They have always gone, and this is the scriptures are saying they're aliens. The scriptures are saying that they're strangers. The scriptures are, you know, different, different um, Bibles say different things. But um, in, this, in the regular scriptures, it says heathens. So you could call them whatever you want. They always go to other people and not their own people. Solomon did it. A lot of other kings did it. Ahab and, um, and uh, what's her name? Jezebel, which her name wasn't Jezebel, was Isabel, because there was no J's. But everybody keep going, oh, Isabel spirit, Isabel spirit. Isabel, they have no idea what they're talking about because there couldn't be an Isabel spirit without an Ahab spirit. Because Ahab and Isabel, which they call Jezebel, they was acting together. Isabel slash Jezebel was a heathen princess from a heathen um, nation that Ahab married into and shouldn't have. And she used her feminine wiles and she was idolatrous. She was just wicked. It wasn't only pertaining to sex. And we will be discussing that once we get to that, that part of the scriptures. Because I'm tired of people talking about, oh, you got a Jezebel spirit. How can there be a Jezebel without Ahab? And if you don't understand what that means, I suggest you go to the scriptures and read what both of them did. Okay? Because Ahab allowed Jezebel to do all kinds of stuff. It wasn't because of sex. It was because she was a heathen and she was beguiling him. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Why is there contention between the men and women of Yehuda? 
Well, in the blessings and curses, it says that if Israel, which Yahuwah is a part of, does not listen and adhere to the laws, precepts, statutes, and commands, then curses will follow them. And many of the curses are for the whole nation of Israel and between the men and women themselves. The curses are between the men and the women and the families of the whole Israel and between Israel and every other nation. That's what the curses are about. The curses are not just, oh yeah, they um, these people just been cursed and it's just amongst themselves. No, because the children of Israel didn't, um, didn't listen, the curses is chasing them down and it's gonna be contention between Israel and other nations and then Israel amongst themselves. And I'm going to prove this to you in two seconds. Okay. Now I'm going to read the whole Deuteronomy uh, 28, but I'm, I don't know if I'm going to read the whole thing. I'm trying to concentrate because I want it to be short. I want these lessons to be short, but concise. So I'm going to concentrate on exactly um, distinguishing and, and, and um, focusing on who Yahuda is and the whole Israel. So I will be reading um, Deuteronomy 28, but it's going to start at, uh, where is it going to start? I'm going to tell you, it's going to start between, it's going to start at 15 and I'm going to go all the way down to 68. So that's, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to pick out, I'm going to pick out most of the scriptures because some of the scriptures talks about um, biblical things. In, in early history. And we don't have goats and all that stuff. So that's that's what I'm not gonna read, but I'm gonna read to you exactly um, what it pertains to today. Okay, so Deuteronomy 28, 54 and 56. I'm not gonna read 55. I'm gonna uh, read 54 and 56. So it says, even the most gentle, and this is one of the curses, why the contention is between men and women. This is if they don't listen to Yah, he's saying, this is a curse. Even the most gentle and sensitive man among you will have no compassion on his own brother or the wife he loves or the surviving children. Did you hear what I said? I'm gonna break it down after I finish reading. And then 56 says, the most gentle and sensitive woman among you, so sensitive and gentle that she would not venture to touch the ground with the sole of her foot, will begrudge the husband she loves and her own son or daughter. Now, what does that mean? It means that if you don't listen to the laws of Yah, because there's Levitical laws, in conjunction with the laws of Deuteronomy. And it's not only in 28, okay? A bulk of them is in 28, but the whole Deuteronomy you need to list, read and the whole Leviticus because those where the laws are. But um, the bulk of how you can tell is Israel and Yehuda is uh, um, Deuteronomy 28 and Leviticus 26. Okay, so like I said, Deuteronomy 28, 54 and 56, it says that the men is going to have contention against women, even their own wives, even their own kids. 
and the women's gonna have contention against the men, even their own wives, even their own kids. I don't care how nice they are to other people, they're gonna be wicked and mean and ruthless to one another. Did I not read that scripture to you just now? And that's Deuteronomy 28, 54 and 56. So you understand why there's contention between the men and women of Judah because they didn't listen. They did not listen to the laws. Remember in the beginning, Israel didn't listen. This is why we sit in, in this situation now. And since they didn't listen, a part of it is they're gonna have contention among one another, among their own husband, their own wife, their own kids. That's why. And a lot of these, um, a lot of this contention and stuff is spiritual because there is a spirit that comes in between husbands and wives. And if you don't believe that, then I suggest you go to the Testament of um, Solomon and they, they tell you, the spirits is telling you what they do. They tell you their positions and they tell you what they do. So let's move on. Okay, now I'm gonna read Isaiah three and 10. And reading Isaiah 3 and 10, like I said, Isaiah is a major prophet. I'm sorry, I'm not going to read 3 and 10. I'm going to read 3. I'm going to read 3, but I'm going to start from 10 to 24. Okay? This is Isaiah 3, 10 to 24. And in this reading, you're going to hear the curse of Yah on Israel. Okay, this is it. Isaiah 3, 10 to 24. Tell the righteous, it will be well with them, for they will enjoy the fruit of their deeds. Woe to the wicked. That's a curse. Woe. Disaster is upon them. They will be paid back for what their hands have done. Youths oppress my people. Women rule over them. My people your guides lead you astray. They turn you from the path. The Most High takes his place in court. He rises to judge the people. The Most High enters into judgment against the elders and leaders of his people. It is you who have ruined my vineyard. The plunder from the poor is in your houses. What do you mean by crushing my people? and grinding their faces of the poor, declares the Most High, Yahuwah Almighty. The Most High says, the women of Zion are haughty, walking along with outstretched necks, flirting with their eyes, strutting along with swaying hips, with ornaments jingling from their ankles, Therefore, the Most High will bring swords on the heads of the women of Zion. The Most High will make their scalps bald. Think on that. In that day, the Most High will snatch away their finery, the bangles and the headbands, the crescent necklaces, the earrings and the bracelets and the veils the headdresses and the ankles, excuse me, and the anklets and sashes, the perfume bottles and charms, the signet rings and the nose rings, the fine robes and the capes, 
the cloaks and purses and mirrors and the linen garments and tiaras and shawls, instead of fragrance, there will be stench. Instead of a sash, a rope. Instead of well-dressed hair, baldness. Instead of fine clothing, sackcloth. Instead of beauty, branding. That was 24. Now I ask you, through what I just read, who are the daughters of Zion? And who are their counterparts? Their counterparts are the ones that's in their own nation. Now, if you can decipher who the children of Zion are from what I just read, then you know who their counterparts are. And then you know who the children of Yahuda, which is Judah, they call today, are. Okay? So this is from a major prophet that heard directly from Yah. So if Yah is talking directly to this prophet about his children and he just described to you who the children are and his word never fell down void, it will continue to follow them. And that's a part of the curse that is going to follow them. So if it followed them from Israel where they was into the ships and um, sent all over the four corners of the globe, to this day, they're still in the land of their captivity. What does the prophet say? That they're going to be bald, right? Who's bald? Who? In any nation, who? Okay. Next. Hosea 4 and 14. Hosea is a minor prophet. And remember, all the prophets here directly from Yah. So these are prophets saying it. It's not nobody willy-nilly. It's a prophet saying it. And here it goes. Hosea 4 and 14. I will not punish the daughters of Zion when they commit whoredoms. Okay? Nor your spouses when they commit adultery. For themselves are separated with whores and they sacrifice with harlots. Therefore, the people that do not understand shall fall. All right. I'm going to say this. The contention between the men and the women a lot of times is pointing fingers at one another. That's number one. The men loving other nations, that's a part of the law that they shouldn't. That's number two. That's all through the Old Testament. The children of Israel is grabbing women that they shouldn't. That's a part of the law that they are transgressing. Trans Aggressing. Um, the fact that they um, the men are going to other women and then the women are watching this of Yahuda and whole Israel and then they turning around and doing the same thing that the men are doing and then the men will turn around and start reprimanding the women and with the Yasek I'm not going to reprimand the women because you did it first I just read it in Hosea 4 and 14 I just read that so every time, uh, no, I'll just say, the contention between the men and the women of Yahuda is for sexual sin, for abuse between one another, sexual sin between one another, 
pointing each other's um, sticks in each other's eyes and they both got beans in their eyes. They don't listen, they stiff necked. They roll in their eyes and roll in their necks. That's in the scriptures. I just said it in um, Isaiah 3, 10 to 24. They um, walking around with stiff, um, with stretched out necks, rolling their eyes. What nation does this? It's only one nation that does it. Only one. And then you will know who Yahuda is, thereby knowing who the whole Israel is. It says it in the scriptures. I'm not making this up. Okay. Now, since the blessings and the curses of Israel themselves, uh, excuse me, since the blessings of Israel themselves, Yah stated that if they sin, they will be cursed. And the sins is going to follow them. In the house, out the house, down the street, up the street, in the boat, in the land of their captivity, everywhere. That's in Deuteronomy and in Leviticus. Your sins are going to follow you everywhere. It's going to beat you in your head. It's going to tear you up while you're sleeping. It's going to get your kids. It's going to get your wife. You're not going to like one another. This is the contention between Israel, between the men and the women, between Israel and um, everybody, every other nation, because it is a spiritual sin, a spiritual curse that is on Israel for insubordination. What was they insubordinate about? Not listening to the laws, the commands, and the precepts of Yah. Okay. Now, how is Israel going to turn this stuff around? Now, I'm going to go back again. We asking Yahuda why Yahuda is doing the things they do. We asked, we asked them why. We answered the question as to why. With two Ezra's slash four Ezra's four and thirty, Genesis three, sixteen. Uh, third, excuse me, Genesis three thirteen through sixteen, Matthew thirteen twenty four through thirty. We answered that question. Where's the malice and the discord between um, Israel with a concentration on Judah and everybody? I didn't already said it. We talked about Hosea four and six, Revelation. 12 and 9, Jeremiah 4 and 22, 1 John 4, 4 through 6. We already answered that question. Then the question was asked, why is there so much contention um, with the men and the women in between the men and the women themselves? Why is there so much contention between Yahuda, the men and the women, those scattered in the four corners of the world? Why is there so much contention? Now, we answered that question with uh, Deuteronomy 28, 54, and 56. Remember, there are spiritual curses that's going to follow the whole Israel with a concentration on Judah because of insubordination. And we said that the most gentle and sensitive man that's going to be acting right with some other nation is not going to be acting right with their own nation within themselves. The most gentle and delicate woman that's going to be acting right with everybody else. Going to be on her best behavior with everybody else. Ain't going to be acting right between her own family and her own husband and men in the whole line of Judah. We already answered that question. And then I already read to you Isaiah 3, 10 through 24. And you know who the children of Zion um, happens to be simply because I just read it. 
with a concentration on the women. Okay, we talked about the men, how Yah's going to, um, he's going to judge them in the court of law. And if you don't believe that, listen to the other lessons, what I told you, the court, um, excuse me, I told you the hierarchy of the spirits and how they hold court. They do hold court. Okay. So we spoke about that and that's the, you have the answers as to why um, Yahuda and the whole Israel have contention among one another, among the whole nation itself. They have contention. I already read to you why. Okay, with Hosea, Isaiah 3, Deuteronomy 28, uh, 54 and 56. Now, the question is, how can we turn this around? How can Yehuda turn it around? Again, since sin abounds, and although Yahuda, along with the whole Israel, is blessed, they are blessed in the Old Testament. They've been blessed many times excuse me, by Yah and those who Yah spoke to, to bless them. So um, uh, they bypass their blessings with sin. What is sin? Transgression of the law. What does that mean? Okay. If you don't follow the law, you're transgressing, which means it's a sin. That's what, that's what it is. Okay. The more Yahuda sins, the worse curses grab onto them and pounce all over them. Okay? And we're going to read that in the book of Judah. It's the Testament of Judah. Sorry, not the book of Testament. Uh, not the book of Judah. The Testament of Judah. And that might be in the second lesson, part two of this lesson. Because like I said, I don't want this lesson to be too long. So, okay. Um, this is a part of the answer, uh, which there's a, a really long answer, but this is a part of the answer. Yah sent out watchmen. I already told you he sent out um, priests. He sent out um, prophets, Yahusha, apostles. He sent everybody. He sent everybody. The donkey in the Old Testament, the reprimand, uh, Balaam. He sent everybody. And nobody's listening. But Yah sent out watchmen to reprimand the masses of Israel. Yahuda and not, excuse me, Yahuda, not to hold hand, hands and talk softly to the brethren. Okay, the watchman is going to cry loud and spare not, meaning he's not going to hold your hand and go, oh, Judah. When I say, oh, woo, 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 it means being nice and holding your hand. We, there's been so many thousands of years that y'all keep trying to hold um, Israel's hand and try to walk them through all this stuff. But like I said, since the seed of evil was planted in Adam and how it's grown since today, people are acting like sheer fools. So y'all's not holding nobody's hand right now. The messenger that's going to deliver y'all's message is not going to hold your hand. The, they're going to put you in your place because you should know better. So they're going to cry aloud and they're going to spare not. They ain't sparing your feelings. Who cares about your feelings? You should have thought about this a long time ago. And honestly, when you really, when you first start, when a person or any individual first starts listening to the scriptures, okay, 
and they're not being guided by somebody who's woo-woo-wooing them. Go, oh yeah, Jesus. And remember what I'm saying. Jesus, which is not his name, Jesus forgives everybody. Okay, yeah, you can sin Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and just go to church and confess your sins and you're going to be all right. So the minute you go outside from that confessional to a priest, you could go out there and just keep sinning and y'all going to take you back. Nope, that's not it. You already know religion and tradition will not get you to the next world. It will not get you that. Yahusha himself said it. I don't know who Jesus is. I already told you. Jesus, the Easter Bunny, and Kris Kringle, which is Santa Claus, live in La La Land. And people in the truth don't know where La La Land is. We don't go there to vacation. We don't go there to visit. We don't do any of that because it's not real. Okay? I'm not going to keep saying that. All right. So, Yahuda has been stiff-necked along with the whole Israel since the beginning. Unfortunately, since they have transgressed, which is sin, they're pretty much uh, at the point of no return. This is why Yah said he's going to weed out the rebels. Okay? He said it's only going to be a remnant of Israel. That's what he said. And he continues to say it because he's not playing. All right. So, um, Israel is pretty much at the state, the worst state of their lives, really, the worst state since biblical, early, early biblical days to now we in the last end of the book. They, they are really being led by the spirit of error. And I already read to you that we must know the difference between the spirit of truth, which is the Ruach, and the spirit of error. We have to know, because if we can't tell, that means we're not in the spirit of truth. And remember, let he who has an ear hear what the Ruach is saying. You cannot hear what the Ruach is saying if you're not in the Ruach. You cannot get in the Ruach if you're not acting right. Remember the wheat and the tares. The wheat and the tares grow up together until they are fully grown. And then the angels will separate them and throw the chaff into the fire. And the wheat is going in Yahusha's barn. Okay, that's what I just read you. Okay. Now, what does the scriptures say about Yahuda's actions and when it will clear up? Well, I'm going to read to you um, the testament of Yahuda. And I'm going to tell you what Yahuda tells his children and how his children should have passed down the message. Now, remember what I said. This is why the message has never gotten to Judah or Israel itself. Simply because Israel has not listened. That's number one. And when Israel has not listened, then Yah said that he's going to scatter you among the heathen. What happens when one nation, and I will continue to stress this because you must understand, when one nation conquers another, they get rid of the conquering nation stuff. However, in the case of Israel, you will not be getting rid of all of their stuff because Yah is still going to allow Israel to receive the message that they need, no matter what, through all the prophets, okay? And they still receiving it through all the prophets. Now, is there any relief in sight? Yes, 
Yah has not left Israel, no matter how much he's spanking them. He says it in the New Testament, in the um, in the prophets. He's saying that he loves them. I'm a I'm a I reprimand you, and I'm still gonna love you because he's the father. He's Israel's father. Why wouldn't he reprimand him? A father's supposed to reprimand a child. If the father doesn't reprimand a child, then you're a bastard. You're not mine. That's what Yah says. Now, there are people who don't reprimand their children and look how they act. There's so many scriptures in the, um, the, uh, the Bible and other scriptures that say you're supposed to reprimand your child. Spare the rod and spoil the child. Yes, you're supposed to reprimand them. Mm -hmm. And bring them up the way that they should go so when they get older and they see all this nonsense, they can stick to what they know. That's a loose scriptural translation for me. <laughs> okay. So. Yah has never left Israel with any protection or tools, okay? And if you don't believe that, go to some of my old, my other lessons. You'll see the tools. You'll, you'll hear the tools that Yah left, and he left a whole lot of them, okay? He said priests, prophets with prophecy, revelation, books, uh, secret books of Paul, Peter, James, John, etc. He poured out his spirit on Israel and others. He delivered Israel, etc. However, Israel continues to hurt one another and hinder their blessings. And that's exactly what they're doing. When they transgress, they block their blessings because his Israel is blessed up the wazoo. Oh, they blessed up the wazoo. That's why Yah said, turn from your wicked ways. So I can give you these blessings and these blessings could chase you down the street and be all over you. He wants you to have the blessings, but no, Israel keep acting like fools. Okay, there are so many resources for Israel to take advantage of. However, Israel has been deceived, distracted with the spirit of error and the devil. And there are scriptures that um, discuss this. So, now I'm going to read Deuteronomy. And from there, I'm going to then read the Testament of Yahuda. But that's going to be lesson number two, because it's long. And I don't want this to be two or three hours long. So again, we're asking the question, why is Judah acting the way they are? If you don't know who Judah is by now, what I just read, after I read this part, hopefully you will know and have beyond a shadow of a doubt who Judah is in terms of the whole Israel. Remember, Judah is number four brother of 12. So I'm going to read Deuteronomy and I'm going to read Deuteronomy 28 from 15 to 56, but I'm not going to read the ones, um, the scriptures that have... Um, you know, um, old prophecy, which is, you know, when um, people were living in the fields and they had goats and this and that. I'm going to read it in terms of today's prophecy. So it's the curses of disobedience. And y'all already gave all the blessings. So now he's saying, if you do not obey the most high, your Elohim, and do not carefully follow his commands and dec decrees, I am giving you today, he's talking to Israel, all these curses will come to you and overtake you. 
What did it say? It's gonna overtake you. Does it say I'm gonna let up? Nope, it doesn't say in um, Deuteronomy that it's gonna let up. It says it's gonna run over you, take over you, destroy you. That's what it says. Okay, so here we go. You will be cursed in the city and you're gonna be cursed in the country. The fruit of your womb, and this is to the whole Israel with a concentration on Judah that's scattered. The fruit of your womb will be cursed and the crops of your land and the calves of, of your herds and the lambs of your flock. The Most High will send on you curses, confusion and rebuke in everything you put your hand to until you are destroyed and come to sudden ruin because of the evil you have done and forsaken him. The Most High will plague you with disease Think about who Judah is until he has destroyed you from the land you are entering to possess. The Most High will strike you with wasting disease, with fever and inflammation, with scorching heat and drought, with blight and mildew, which will plague you until you perish. The sky over your head will be bronze, the ground beneath you iron. The Most High will turn the rain of your country into dust and powder. It will come down from the skies until you are destroyed. The Most High will cause you to be defeated before your enemies. You will come at them from one direction, but flee from them in seven, and you will become a thing of horror to the kingdom on earth. The Most High will afflict you with madness, blindness, and confusion of mind. At midday, you will grope about like a blind person in the dark. You will be unsuccessful in everything you do. Day after day, you will be oppressed and robbed with no one to rescue you, Judah. You will be pledged to be married to a woman, but another will take her and rape her. You will build a house, but you will not live in it. You will plant a vineyard, but you will not even begin to enjoy its fruit. Your sons and daughters will be given to another nation and you will wear out your eyes watching them day after day, powerless to lift a hand. A people that you do not know will eat what your land and labor produce and you will have nothing but cruel oppression all your days. The sights you see will drive you mad, as in crazy. The Most High will afflict your knees and your legs with painful boils that cannot be cured, spreading from the soles of your feet to the top of your head. The Most High will drive you and the king you set over you to a nation unknown to you 
and your ancestors, the land of your captivity. There you will worship other gods, gods of wood and stone and paper like money. Who's Yehuda? You will become a thing of horror, a byword, and word, and the object of ridicule among all people where the most high drives you. Who's Judah? You will have sons and daughters, but you will not keep them because they will go into captivity, jail, slavery. The foreigners who reside among you will rise above you higher and higher, but you will sink lower and lower. They will lend to you, but you will not lend to them because you ain't gonna have no money. They will be the head, but you will be the tail. All these curses will come onto you. They will pursue you and overtake you until you are destroyed because you did not obey the most high your Elohim and observe the commands and decrees he gave you. They will be a sign and a wonder to you and your descendants forever. When? Forever. Because you did not serve the most high your Elohim joyfully and gladfully in the time of prosperity. Therefore, in hunger and thirst, in nakedness and dire poverty, you will serve the enemies the most high sins against you. He will put an iron yoke on your neck until he has destroyed you, Judah. The most high will bring a nation against you from far away from the ends of the earth like an eagle swooping down a nation whose language you will not understand. A fierce looking nation without respect for all or pity for the young. They will devour your young of your livestock, livestock and the crops of your land until you are destroyed. They will leave you no grain, no new wine, no olive oil, nor any calves of your herds or lambs of the flocks until you are ruined. They will lay siege to all the cities throughout your land until the high forfeited walls in which you trust fall down. They will besiege all the cities throughout the land the most high your Elohim has given you. Because of the suffering your enemy will inflict on you during the siege, you will eat the fruit of your womb. Did you hear that? And the flesh of the sons and daughters the most high your Elohim has given you. Even the most gentle and sensitive man among you will have no compassion on his own brother or wife he loves or surviving children. I already read that to you earlier, why there's contention among um, Israel uh, with the emphasis on Yahuda. 
the most gentle and sensitive woman among you, so sensitive and gentle that she would not venture to touch the ground with the sole of her foot will begrudge the husband she loves and her own son or daughter. If you do not carefully follow all the words of this law, which are written in this book, the Pentateuch, first five books of Moses, and do not revere his glorious and awesome name, the most high, your Elohim, Yahuwah, The Most High will send fearful plagues on you and your descendants, harsh and prolonged disaster and severe and lingering illness. Think about who Yahuda is. Who's sick? Who always gets sick? Who's the most sick? Because they don't listen to the dietary laws. You better know who uh, Yahuda is and the whole Israel. He will bring on you all the diseases of Egypt that you dreaded and they will cling to you. The Most High will also bring on you every kind of sickness and disaster not recorded in this book of the law until you are destroyed. You who were as numerous as the stars in the sky will be left but few in number because you did not obey the Most High, your Elohim. Just as it pleased the Most High to make you prosper and increase in number, so it will be, excuse me, so it will please him to ruin and destroy you. You will be uprooted from the land you are entering to possess. And the Most High will scatter you among all the nations from one end of the earth to another. There will, excuse me, there you will worship other gods, gods of wood and stone, which neither you nor your ancestors have known, Judah. Among those nations, you will find no repose, excuse me, repose, that's peace, no resting place for the sole of your foot. There, the Most High will give you an anxious mind, eyes weary with longing and despairing heart. You will live in constant suspense, filled with dread, both night and day, never sure of your life. In the morning, you will say, if only it were evening. In the evening, if only it were morning, because of the terror that will fill your heart and the sights that your eyes will see. The Most High will send you back in ships to Egypt, spiritual Egypt, on the journey, excuse me, on a journey I said you should never make again. There you will offer yourselves for sale to your enemies as male and female slaves, but no one will buy you which means redeem you. Now, I already read to you just what it said in Deuteronomy. I started with Deuteronomy 28, 15 through 68. I didn't even go to one. From what I read to you, you should already know who 
Judah is. Judah is not who people think Judah is. Remember, the devil is fooling the whole world. And how is the devil fooling the whole world? In every way possible. In every way possible. Doctrines, sex, false everything. That's how the devil is fooling everyone, and Judah included. However, these scriptures are not telling you no lie. They just told you who Judah was. They just told you who Israel was. They told you that Israel will go into bondage all over the world. They just told you that Israel will give each other away. They just told you that Israel will be slaves in slavery for hundreds of years. What nation do you know has gone into slavery for hundreds of years? No nation but one. We talk about Judah, honey, but we the, the emphasis is on Judah, but we talk about the whole Israel. And y'all is begging Israel to come to their senses and turn from their wicked ways so he could turn this stuff around. He said, my children who are called by my name, turn around from your wicked ways. Repent so I can hear from you and clear all this mess up. But as you can see, Israel's not doing it. And we talking about Judah, but we can't talk about Judah without talking about Israel. But the, uh, the uh, emphasis is on Judah. Now, I'm not going to go into the whole Israel. But from what I read about Judah, you already know who Israel is. Israel is the man. Israel, which is Yasharel, is the man, not the place. The children of Israel is from the man. The man could go anywhere and still be Israel. The children of Israel is from the man of Israel, a set-apart nation, a particular people, a blood covenant. It's not a place. It's a man. The man has traveled many places and he's still Israel. The children of Israel is from the man of Israel, not the place of Israel. Okay. Their plight, their history, their everything is in the Old Testament. Okay. You will know who the children of Israel is by describing what they've gone through, what they're going through now, and what their history was like, and what they need to be doing to get themselves right. It's only one set apart uh, people. There's no such thing as, oh, we spiritual Israel. Nope, there's no such thing, because they are the children of Israel to this day. How can there be a prophecy about the children of Israel and there be no Israel? Those people who are fooled, by religion and tradition, you need to wake up because there is no spiritual Israel. There is physical children of Israel, okay? Yahusha said there's two flocks, Israel and the Gentiles. Now, like I said, if you wanna know who they are, you need to listen to my lesson about Israel, Gentiles, and heathens. Those only three types of description of people that walk the earth. And Yah didn't already put them in a category. He did this before the foundation of the world. Now I'm going to end this lesson, part one, and I'm gonna get ready for part two.
So like I said, in part two, we are going to go over a synopsis of what we did in part one so that I can read the patriarch of Yahuda, which is this Sifa is called the Testament of Yahuda. Now I'm going to read to you and define what a testament is, and then I'm going to read it. So we're going to sign off from this part one lesson, and then I'm going to go into part two. Okay. I hope this lesson is edifying you. And I'm sure because I was um, blessed to be able to give this lesson, and I thank the most high, the Yahushua's name. I'm hoping that whoever listened to this is being edified and learned something. So now we're getting ready to go to part two. Hi, if you like what you're hearing, please hit the follow button so you can be notified when a new lesson is available. You can also upload a question or take a poll for more of your favorite topics. Thanks for listening. Thank you.